All right. Good to have you here. It's been a, a few weeks, three weeks, I think, since I put a podcast up. I have been doing some traveling, and that's been fun. Went to Washington and Northern California. Drove through the backside of Oregon, which was awesome. I spent a few years in Oregon as a uh, in my young teens, my early teens, but I'd never been through the eastern side of the mountains in that whole highway. I think it's Highway 96 that goes down there. So that was pretty cool. But today I want to talk about pessimistic extrapolation. Pessimistic extrapolation. And I heard this, I, I don't even remember, I just kind of heard the word in a podcast, a uh, financial podcast. And I thought it was super interesting. And I thought that, wait, uh, quickly in my mind, I thought oh, this applies to me being a Christian and how I use my imagination. Because a pessimistic extrapolator is using their imagination to envision or imagine a negative future. Ah, but Christians we can be positive of the future, not only an eternal life future, but a future while here on earth, all right? Because we're working towards that. We're working to be part of the solution, and part of that is continually walking in faith. So now the pessimistic or optimistic person, they're just vague, 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 very vague uh, descriptions of mental models and that's your framework for understanding the world works and how you see the world. So it's just pessimistic is your 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 negative, optimistic is your positive, or you're optimizing. I like to think about it because it took me years to. Uh, what's the difference between pessimistic and optimistic? But you're you're optimizing for your future. And the pessimist tends to look at the world and see people and see life and their experiences in the worst possible light. And the optimist tends to see the best in both in the best possible light. Now, those are just general statements and uh, uh, just to help us bring down what pessimistic extrapolation is, because I hadn't thought about this till I wrote my blog, is that there's also optimistic extrapolation. Of course there is. And maybe we'll talk about that at another time. I'll write another article on that. But but that's going to be interesting as I think about it, because I've been reading scripture. I've been reading through the Old Testament very quickly, and there's a lot of pessimistic extrapolation that comes in there where people are looking at the worst com that's coming. And often in the Old Testament, the worst does come. To extrapolate means to infer something not explicitly stated from existing information. I think that pessimistic extra extrapolation is the same as optimistic extrapolation is you're guessing based on something you don't really know. But again, it's the mental model you're drawing from. So the pessimist, they infer something not explicit, explicitly stated from existing information in a negative way. And the optimistic person, the person who optimistically extrapolates i'm going to say that a lot today because i really like those those phrases is that that person is inferring something that's not actually there but they're taking it from how they see the world and i think that's one thing i wish that we could 
talk more about and people would understand more clearly is we are constantly seeing the world from our brain, not from how the world is actually really operating. And yes, we do see, you know, we do see some say, same things. The car goes zoom, zoom, and the dog goes woof, woof, and the fish swim, fin swims in water and things like that. So I'm not, you know, I'm not saying there's a there's another weird reality and we're just all making up our own reality. But in large parts, we are all making up our own reality based on how we see. And for Christians, scripture, scripture is meant to be constantly refining and redefining and giving us clarity of how God sees the world operating and how the kingdom operates within this physical, tangible world and how the kingdom reality supersedes, conquers the world that we're in. Okay, so the definition for extrapolation, I'm going to make that more clear, is the extrapolation refers to estimating an unknown value based on extending a known sequence of values or facts. To extrapolate is to infer something not explicitly stated from existing information. Okay, so we're seeing a lot of pessimistic extrapolation right now. In fact, in the news media and on the things we read, watch by news media, anything we watch, listen to, things like that, even what we see on uh, the little reels on Facebook and TikTok and Instagram, we're seeing a lot of pessimistic extrapolation. Cryptocurrencies have crashed, therefore we'll extrapolate out, they will always be useless. Racial and social unrest is, 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 is happening. It will only get worse. It will never be better. Third, the environment is, is being wrecked. It cannot be saved. That's extrapolating it out pessimistically. Earth and humanity are doomed. The stock market is massively down, and we're going to never recover that wealth ever, 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 and it may only get worse. Morality is at an all-time low, and things are only going to go south from there. And then in your personal life, somewhere in your personal life, something has happened or is happening, and you may be, you probably are, using your imagination to extend it out to the worst possible conclusion. So what I'd like to do is I'd like to look at this in a um, more of a factual, not really an optimistic extrapolation, although that's what it will be. So when it comes to the stock market or cryptocurrencies, the stock market is massively down. Of course, what we don't hear is it's been down multiple times. It's always rebounded, sometimes drastically rebounded, and if you do not pessimistically extrapolate, you will probably bring great financial increase into your home, okay? And then when it comes to the cryptocurrency, I find that super interesting because we don't really go and look at history. We don't really go and look at the, the bigger picture. We repeat things that we're hearing about how bad or how dumb something is, all right? 
And I looked it up because I read the um, the store that sells everything about the Amazon story. Super fascinating. Um, so I, I knew generally what it stated. But as a young tech company, Amazon lost over 90% of its value from 2000 and 2002 during what was known as the dot-com crash. Okay. Now, if you'd purchased $500 of Amazon when it first became available, and you had lost the 90% of the value, but you kept Amazon stock. Now, just 20, 21 years later, you would have over $500,000. So that 500, had you left it there not and not just, just pessimistically extrapolated out that and the internet is dumb, there's nothing real about the compute, nobody needs all of this stuff, if you hadn't done that, if you'd use your imagination to, what can a book selling company, a database company do in the future if they start winning? All right. But what we do, we catch this, we catch this bug and we pessimistically extrapolate out into the future everything that could go wrong. And we feel good about it. We feel good about that we're negative. So, this racial, social unrest, well, what we forget is that we had the Watts riots in Los Angeles where 34 people died. And yet, and, and we had so much more before that, of course, with slavery and everything. Yet we move forward, right? And then I was in Seattle a few years ago and went to uh, the museum there. And they at one time in their history rounded up almost 100 Chinese, all the Chinese immigrants that were there and ship them back to China. Yet that doesn't exist. That, that seems insane now if you live in Seattle. And at one time, the same, that same Seattle that we think is so liberal and is so progressive now, which it is, they banned Indians from living in the city or being there after dark. That same Seattle. Things get better and things are getting better. I looked up a statistic today, and it says almost 20% of couples, people that are together in a relationship, are interracial. 20% are interracial. They're living life together. They're producing children together. They're bringing families together of different colors, of different backgrounds, of different races. And yet, what we hear all the time is how the world is so racist. So you can extrapolate that out pessimistically that none of those relationships are going to work. Everybody's going to be uh, 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 racist all the time in the future. Or you can extra extrapolate it out opt optimistically that good things are coming from these things. And this last one, the environment, because I always... Uh, I, I love the environment. I love to travel. I love to do those types of things. I love to be in nature. I love to hike and I love to bike and I love to take long drives. I don't care if it's the desert, the mountains. I don't care if it's along the coast, a river, uh, an ocean, I don't, um, a, a lake. I don't care. I, I just love it. I love it. in but when it's all gray and, and, and cloudy like it is out today, I love it when it's bright, shiny, shiny and hot. And like you're in Arizona, it's 110 and you don't even want to get out of the car. But you love the scenery, right? But think about the environment. We talk about how bad the environment is, but but 
in, in the 50s and 60s and 70s, and even up into the 80s, rivers were dumping grounds for industries and cities. Whole industries would dump their chemical waste. Whole cities would dump their sewage right into the rivers. Some of the rivers were said to ooze and not even flow. Multiple rivers caught on fire due to oil-soaked trash floating on the top of the surface. Now, have our rivers become worse? No, not at all. They've become better and better and better. That doesn't mean they're perfect. That doesn't mean our environment that can't be cleaned up. That doesn't mean that more trash can be, can, you know, it's, it's, it, it, that, that doesn't mean that trash isn't there. But cities were required to build sewage treatment plants. Businesses were required to process their junk. You can just Google fires, uh, rivers that caught on fire due to, due to, due to um, trash or oil, and you, you can find it. By one estimation I read last week is the mighty Mississippi River's bacteria count from human and animal waste is about 1% of what it was in the 1990s. So 1980s, 90s, 2000, 2010s, for 30-something years, three, three and a half decades, it's dropped by 99%. So that's pretty amazing. So when we learn and we take every thought captive, and we make a decision of what we're going to intentionally choose to think and how we're going to think, I believe we'll begin to use our imagination to imagine a future that's better and imagine ourselves being a part of that better future. Now, can you hear what your brain is doing right now? If you're thinking the thoughts of racial unrest and they're, they're, they're there and it's true, this is what's in the world, this is reality, then you're like, ah, oh, less is wrong. Racial issues have never been worse. By the way, when anybody says that, they must not know about the Civil War. It just go read anything on the Civil War, and you'll find out how bad it was there. Okay? Just go read about slavery. But our minds want to keep it that way. Those things are all true. I'm not saying those things aren't true. I'm not saying that what's happening today isn't true. What I'm saying is it's bad use of our brain. It's a it's a it's a it's an unbelief use of our brain. It's a weak use of our brain to extrap extrapolate out pessimistically. All right. And to see the world from that perspective. Now, I'm going to I'm going to write uh, uh, later on after this comes out, there'll be an article that comes out about the 12 spies and the 10 that extrapolate it pessimistically and the consequences for pessimistic extrapolation. And then the two who extrapolated optimistically and the rewards for extrapolating optimistically. Okay. So it, it, it is a godly thing. It is a good thing. It is a healthy thing. It is a loving thing to extrapolate, to think about, to use our imagination into the future in an optimistic way. Okay. And this idea about the stock market, if, you, if you've lost money and you took it out, then you did lose money. If it went down and you, you sold it and took it out, you lost it. Your experience doesn't determine what the truth of, of the stock market is. Your experience doesn't determine what the truth of racial and social unrest is. Your feeling about how bad the environment is doesn't determine what the truth of the environment is okay and our brains like are constantly contradicting 
the good things we see and lining it up with the bad things that we're already thinking in our brain, the model that we're using. Now, there are two main reasons why uh, we generally like to extrapolate pessimistically. The first one is the easiest one is the news is the headlines seem to just scream at us. All the bad things that are happening seem to scream at us using these giant sweeping generalization generalizations that predict the worst ever coming and the worst right now. And doesn't everybody feel so bad? And you must be crazy not to agree with what I'm feeling right now. You must be crazy to not have the same vision of our present and our past and our future as I do right now. So that's a reason, but that's not the main reason. That's not the main reason why we see negatively, we think negatively. The media is just pushing along and encouraging our brains in how they already function. Again, I've mentioned this in other podcasts, but our brains love to take the easy path. And agreeing with what we see and experience is one of the easiest paths to take. The problem is, is our brains put a lot more emphasis, give a lot more weight to the stories that are negative than the, those that are positive. Nobody goes home 500 years ago and says, oh my gosh, I just walked five miles to get home and I didn't get attacked by a bear. You hear the bear stories. Johnny was coming home from school and a stranger picked him up. You don't, it's not reported 8 million children got home safely today on public transportation. You hear the story of Tuesday of last week of a kid got abducted. So our brain highlights heavily those stories, as does the news media, because they need our eyeballs to be on their material and us clicking on their material and us watching a few more seconds, okay? So our brain is a huge part of this. However, as Christians, we have the mind of Christ. Our brain is being called to line up with the reality of the kingdom, with the reality of heaven, and not with the reality that's here on earth. Yes, I know we walk in that reality. Yes, I know we live here and all, all of those things. However, there's a way to walk in that that's a really godly, good, productive way that the world needs. So back, back to the brain. People in general feel smarter when they can point out something negative, okay? It doesn't, it doesn't feel like awesome when you see somebody do something physical and you go, wow, they're great. But when somebody says, well, did you see how they did this and they didn't do that right? It's like, oh, they know what they're talking about. All right. It's easier for us to agree with negative and to feel smarter with the negative over and over and over again. That's that's shown up in research. Now, given a choice between listening to an optimist or a pessimist, this is what's odd. The average person chooses to act upon what the pessimist says when it comes to the environment, when it comes to investment, when it comes to relationship, when it comes to our health. We're, 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 we're 
were designed, part of our old man or old flesh is to like the negative more. So here's the thing. Should Christians, should Jesus followers pessimistically extrapolate, or are we called to be optimist? And again, I'm using these terms generally, but I think they, they I think you get where I'm going. Now, our spiritual design is to focus on the positive. Our fleshly design in our brain is to focus on the negative. When we focus on the negative, then we're actually allowing the old man, the old man mind, or the flesh to be in control instead of allowing coming from the spiritual realm. The Apostle Paul said, don't look at anybody according to the flesh, but according to the spirit, not even those of you who knew Jesus. Don't look at Jesus as, as he was in the physical, but look at Jesus as the resurrected Christ, but also look at everybody else as that, as the image bearers, as something spiritual is going on here. And that's something that we're not very good at. Our example is God. God looks at hum humanity. And again, the Old Testament, wow, mind-blowing. He, he looks at humanity at its worst, and yet he declares they're worth saving. He sees us as something other than we are. He's optimistically extrapolating something out in the future about us. And then he puts the highest value on me, on you, on us, on humanity, by paying the price of his son, Jesus Christ. So I want to end here with a couple things. First, my favorite neurobiologist, Andrew Huberman, he says that positive thinking is not about being delusional. It's about learning how to take control of internal processing and knowing it will shape your external environment. Wow! That's like, that's like double wow. So much so double wow that I'm going to say it again. Positive thinking is not about being delusional. It's about learning how to take control of internal processing and knowing it will shape your external environment. When I hear that, when I read that, just saying it again, I think faith is not about being delusional. It's about learning how to take control of your internal processing, lining it up to God's ways and God's thoughts in heavenly reality and knowing that it's going to shape your external environment. I love that. So how do you become an optimistic extrapolator? That's the question. And I'm going to leave you with, instead of an answer, I'm going to leave you with five questions that you can ask yourself. These all come from Scripture. First question, if I am more than a conqueror, then blank. You should ask yourself that. If I am more than a conqueror, then blank. Then what does that mean for me today? Second question, if God has made all things good um if i first question 
if I am more than a conqueror, question number two, if God has made all good things available to me, then blank. If God has made all good things available to me, then what should I expect today and tomorrow and in my future? The third question about becoming a, an optimistic extrapolator. If I can have peace that passes all understanding and that peace will guard my heart and mind, then blank. If, if it's possible, if it's true, if I can have what God says I can have, that peace that passes all understanding that will guard my heart and my mind, then what will my experience be today? Fourth question, if, if God will make me overflow with abundance in every good thing, then blank. Fourth question, if God will make me overflow with abundance in every good thing, then what will my thoughts be today? Then how will I live today? Then what will I do? This last question, this last question is great for relationship, fear, anxiety, and worry. All right. If God's perfect love cast out all fear, then blank. If God's perfect love cast out all fear, then how will I feel about myself today? How will I feel about my future? How will I feel about other people? How will I act if God's perfect love casts out all fear? All right. So I'd be interested to uh, hear some feedback, but um, I'm pretty convinced that Christians must, in order to live their abundant life, in order to live their promised life, that they must be able to optimistically extrapolate in their life and by taking every thought captive and lining it up to the reality that is in heaven all right god bless you have a great day be sure to like and to be sure to share be sure to subscribe to my Substack and to whatever podcast platform you're using click like and uh god bless you bye